0: Never does a bad job with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Our guy, Andrew Raycroft, on the most glorious of weekends in the NHL, the All-Star Weekend. Razor, how are you?
1: I am wonderful, and it is glorious if you don't get picked for the All-Star Game. That is a glorious weekend because you're on the beach. um, But it looks like it was a lot of fun in Toronto last night. I'm sure the guys are are feeling it today. It was electric? (laughs) 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 <laughs> well, I'm sure the clubs were electric. I, I'm not uh, so sure the actual events were uh, like.
0: You know what, uh, Razor?
2: Uh, I got a bone to pick with you. I got a problem with
1: you. Right off the bat, this is going to be amazing. Here we go. This is here we go. Be amazing. I
2: got nothing to do with this, brother. I'll no, just this, is sit back. Yep. this is a me thing. This is a me thing. I thought we, you and I, were special, Gresh. I thought I was special. I thought like, Whoa, oh, my, yeah. one of my jockich members, part of the hockey talk alliance. And I thought he only did the hockey talk <laughs> hockey with us. Hockey I thought he only did it with us. I find out. <laughs> like it's that he's, his own lead. Yeah, like he's got like, you know, Razor's got this whole little podcast he does with uh, with Jaffe, right? And he's talking hockey. And he he had like a whole special, he had Bergeron on, on, his, on his podcast, right? So I'm going to say, oh, let me take a listen to this thing. And the only thing that kind of stood out to me, well, there's a lot that stood out to me. But most importantly, Razor, I want to play it for you. Because I listened to to it, and I think you have this whole Bergeron, because Bergeron and Razor were roommates back in the early days. They were roomies back when Bergeron was like 18 or 19 years old. And uh, just listen to this, and and let me kind of give you my opinion.
1: He slept so much; it was unbelievable. Uh, and again, another good lesson for all the kids. Like this, eighteen-year-old kid slept like it was four-hour pre-game skates, and then like we'd get in from somewhere else, and he was asleep before I put my bags down. It was unbelievable.
2: So the thing is that uh, Bergeron slept a lot as a as a as a rookie, as his first-year guy. But I think he slept Razor because he didn't want to. Talk with you, like he didn't want to interact <laughs> with you. So, so before, because you're playing it off like, oh, he just he, he didn't want to miss out on this opportunity, but he really wanted to avoid speaking with you. And even then, he didn't really speak the language. So that's why I think he went to bed at eight o'clock before your bags hit the floor. Your thoughts?
1: <laughs> but, sure, but where's the bone you have to pick with me? I don't guys. Because you're, you're, you're part of the hockey talk alliance.
2: You're part of the hockey talk hockey- alliance. That's our and, thing. And
1: so now you're mad at Patrice for not talking to me. Is that what we're doing? Well, you should have invited him on our
2: show with you, so he could be part of Jockich.
1: Oh, oh, well, are very selfish. Was, I mean, the last Jockich, he was still playing; he was still technically a player. So, I mean, let's let Jockich marinate a little bit, and maybe, maybe over the summer, Patrice has ten minutes to hang out with us. So you're
2: promising who, who me that to, that Patrice I, Bergeron will come yeah. on as a Jockich memory.
1: Look,
0: you said it. Who wants to let no, Jock itch yeah, marinate? I love
1: it. That is sports talk radio at its best right I mean, there, putting that promise word in my mouth.
0: Yeah, he's gonna yeah, that was that was uh, presumptuous by uh, Fourier <laughs> and just the whole let Jockich marinate. Sure. I'm gonna let that itch just spread uh, for a couple days. It was
2: a good listen though. You guys did a good job on that, and the stories that he was telling nice. were really interesting. So uh but I thought it was funny that he he slept so much as an eighteen year old. And he tried to get incredible. to sleep before you came into the room. That's why I thought was weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, I, and I hadn't thought of that angle. I appreciate that. So, yeah, he probably didn't like me. It's, uh, you know, I wasn't <laughs> at a first, knucklehead back then. At so first. At first. Well, at first, he, yeah. he was – Thanks was, for listening for you. I'm shocked. You <laughs> he, like, even for a second. He was 18, and you were how old? I was 23. Oh, yeah. my God. And he's uh, – so it's an 85 birthday. So
0: you guys are still eating like snack cakes and playing PlayStation.
1: Oh, we were ordering pizza. Yeah, no, we didn't do anything like there were, we weren't like drinking wine or anything at that point. Yeah, we had we were ner- we were big time nerds for we were the two youngest kids by like 5 years too back then. So it was uh yeah, it was we were it, we were pizza and movies in the room. That was it. Do Nothing you, fun.
0: Do you speak
1: French? Uh, well, no, 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 I'm not going to say I speak French. My mom is actually, was born in Montreal. She's a Belanger, so she has a lot of French. My grandmother's fluent, so I knew enough, like, to pick up, but, um, but we didn't, we didn't have French conversations. It was, it was English and, there, and very. So did you um, help him with any. this?
2: Did, was there any point in time where you guys, where you helped him with, like, American slang? Uh, you know <laughs> cliches. No, hey, look, hey, say no, this he, to coach next time you see him; he'll understand. Yeah. And you told him the wrong thing. <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> I, but I, you know, I've been a pro for a couple of years, so I like I made sure that you know we got to the right place on the right time. Like I did have some responsibilities in in what we needed to get done and and where we needed to be. So I guess that was the only thing being a little older. Huh. So,
0: uh, obviously, we've talked about the benefits of being able to have this break, Razor. Jim Montgomery, Don Sweeney, the, you know, the brain trust over at the Bruins. What kind of work do you think they are doing during this downtime to get ready for the second half of the year and the trade deadline?
1: Well, I think... Don's the one doing all the work. I, I, think, I think Jim Montgomery, the coaches, the players are literally taking this. like They haven't thought about hockey for five days. It, it's a full uh, flip it off, get away, and, and that's really the best way to reset and get ready for the end. Now, Don Sweeney, they're trying to look at their roster and they're trying to figure out what's going on in the league. We did have a big trade in the NHL yesterday or the day before. Ilias Lindholm, who is connected with Boston quite a bit, center for Calgary, gets traded to Vancouver for a pretty good hockey player, a couple of good prospects, and a first-round pick. So it was a big deal. That probably gets the gears in motion, gets everybody talking and figuring out where players can go, and hopefully that breaks that trade deadline. So Don Sweeney's really looking, and and that part of the organization is looking at what the team needs, what kind of players are out there, how can we build depth the players and the coaches they are on vacation till probably saturday night and then they start thinking about calgary tuesday night
2: Razor, how much of uh, what you thought like of this team before the season started and where you are now has changed like how has that kind of metamorphosis been for you so far
1: the goal scoring the goal scoring i and also the penalty kill so to the well, i guess i'll go to the penalty kill of course, Patrice Bergeron, but also for me, Thomas Nosek. He he took a lot of face-offs in zone the last couple of years. I wasn't sure where that was going to shake out um, on the special teams. And then uh, I don't think we ever would have thought they were scoring three and a half, four goals a game uh, like they are right now. Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka on pace that have more points than Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci did last season. I didn't really see that coming. So, so those are the, the, the scoring is, is I thought it was going to be a lot of two on games. They're playing four two games. And, and that's something that I didn't expect again at the start of the season. We'll go back. I had them at 104 points. I thought their goaltending and their D was good enough and their details to get them in the playoffs. It looks like they're going to blow one Oh four out of the water uh, and, and really win the division. So, a lot of that's coming because of the scoring. I did not see that coming.
0: Talking about the D with the Bruins with our guy Andrew Raycroft. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, will the goalie rotation continue? What's your best guess?
1: Yes, it'll it'll continue uh, barring injury. They'll they'll continue. I I am curious. I have I have asked this question, and it's a question I can actually you could ask. Him, like, will they go to? Uh, a three-game rotation or a two-game rotation where maybe you get guys playing, you know, for five days straight and the other guys sitting out for five days. And just to kind of get into maybe a bit of a different rhythm, it is hard because of the schedule compacts here in the last two months of the season. But I'd be curious if they let one of these guys or both of these guys take two or three at a time, schedule permitting, to then, you know, work themselves into that weekly basis. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it's they'll end up with the same amount of games over the next two months. But but maybe we see you know a two game kind of rotation.
0: Uh, Razor, in terms of tightening up the defense, like I know that uh, Jim Montgomery kind of zeroed in on the defending the rush chances. There have been net front issues as well. Uh, clearly, the defense doesn't need to be revamped, but can it be tightened up? Can it realistically be tightened up the way the Bruins need it to be?
1: Yes, it can. It's it's a mindset at times. I I, I believe you know, and it's more of a team defense mentality where they have been a little bit easy in, in the middle of the ice in certain games, whether it's tips or rebounds. Uh, they they've given up goals in the middle of the ice. The, the rush chances have gone down in the last month, which is pretty typical of an NHL season again you see guys on pace for 50 goals in 50 games and then they end up with 60 at the end of the season like the, the, the league itself tightens up at the end of the year it gets harder to score I think guys focus on those details that defensive mindset a little bit more in the second half but certainly the Bruins can do better at that I think they have to 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 be able to go far in the playoffs and whether that's a personnel change or just a, a different mentality, a little bit more conservative outings uh, can can help with those.
2: Razor, who needs to improve the most uh, in the second half for this team to have a real shot in, at the postseason?
1: Ooh. Good question, Christian Fourier.
2: Oh, man. Um, oh, God. Uh, they, I'll say, hey, make sure you tip your waitresses and bartenders. That's it. We
0: lost Fourier yeah, for the last was, two hours. We, we the, went over you can
1: we, shut we, it down for the weekend. Yeah, you we can went, shut it down for after that one. We went over yesterday uh, his
0: need for compliments. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Listen, up front, it's hard to go anywhere up front. It really is. Um, Trent Frederick, Morgan Geeky, these guys have played above and beyond. I guess if there's one guy that I'd love to see score some more and get some more assists is Matt Grizzly. I think he's been worked through injuries. He's worked through being in and out of the lineup because of those injuries. I think the Bruins need a little bit of secondary scoring from the back end, and I think his defense is better when he's getting points and when he's getting shots. So I'll go there, but but it's scraping it's the barrel just because I think this team is overachieved in a lot of different areas individually.
0: Razor, biggest worry for the second half of the season for you is what?
1: Injuries to centermen up front. That's pretty standard, I suppose, around the league, I think. Um, but that can derail uh, an injury or two up front could really derail the way this group's been playing on the, and again, I think when it comes to playoff time, I think it's matchup. And we saw it last year with the Florida Panthers, if the Bruins played anyone else in the first round, uh, they get through it. So I think when I look at like, who are they going to get at the end of the day in that wild card spot um I don't see a Florida out there right now but but that's always a worry if you just get the wrong matchup uh in that first round to make things difficult. We found that out last season.
2: Razor, uh first half MVP not named Posternak or any of the goalies.
1: Brad Marchand. Okay. Uh, and it's and it's because of his leadership. He's take he took the captaincy role very seriously. He was very proud of getting the captaincy. We heard all that all summer, but he's brought it on the ice. And I think his he's won two or three or four games for this Bruins team that look like they weren't going to pull it out. And he's come out in the third period. And the Columbus game at home, he had a hat-trick in the third period. Uh, multi-goal games three or four times in the January where – it's the dog days, and he could have slept through it and, and not allowed not got this team into the fight. So for me, it, it's not even a question that it, it's Brad Marchand after those three guys that you just mentioned.
0: All right, Razor, thanks a bunch, brother. We appreciate it. I don't know if it was necessarily a bone that Fourier picked with you, but nevertheless. Well, you know, <laughs> we tend to exaggerate to hey, a little bit in radio. I
1: appreciate you you pumped the the interview for us. I appreciate that for you. Hopefully everyone listens to it. It was fun. And I just appreciate you paying attention to what I'm doing. Hey, listen, man, I I love, uh, you know,
2: if you know anything about Gresh and I, we love uh, storytelling. We love guys telling stories about the beginning. And I think it was really interesting how he came up, how he wouldn't talk, how he was nervous about people being, you know, upset about him not talking. So there was a whole like learning curve with him. I thought was interesting. So, but I just want to, before you leave, like, okay, so we're thinking maybe May for Bergeron in here, maybe like April. Let's go May. May for Bergeron. Yeah,
1: I think it has to be still in school time. So, yeah, let's, let's all shoot right. for May. May. May, June. Okay. We'll okay. All right, all there right, we May. go. All right, we're, all right, we'll keep reminding
0: because we have you all year.
1: There we I go. Can't wait to hear about it every single Friday until May. <laughs> uh
0: Well, next Friday we'll be able to talk about games,
1: there and we, go. Yeah, we will goodness. get we'll get, razors, we'll get razors
0: we'll get razors thoughts on the Super Bowl as well, which I'm sure is big in Canada. Oh, I've
1: got lots. <laughs> I've got lots of thoughts for sure. I'm ready for it Friday.
0: Did uh, could we have done Grey Cup breakdown with you as well?
1: No, no I have no idea who's in <laughs> the Grey Cup. Yeah, no yeah. Chance.
0: Do you know who Pinball Clemens is?
1: Yes, I do know who Kimball <laughs> Clemens is. That's a real guy. What a name. great yeah. nickname!
0: No, he was—he's one of the—he's one of the most storied receivers in Canadian football league history, and then coached the Toronto he was,
1: Argonauts. He was the CFL's version of Barry Sanders. There you go.
0: That's exactly right. Look at that. Interesting CFL knowledge, yeah. baby. Thanks, Razor. Have a great weekend, hey brother. We'll see you.
1: You too, guys.